Hi, I'm Anka and this is the place to be to hear about the latest Web3 trends in healthcare. I don't usually like to call out companies for the nonsense they put out there about blockchain and healthcare, but enough is enough. I would like to clarify some statements that I see a lot of startups making that I believe make absolutely no sense. What I will present today is not just my opinion. These are insights that I gathered while researching and co-writing a whole book about patient empowerment and health data. Welcome into the MetaHealth. I would like to start with an idea that I have been hearing for years now, and that is completely wrong. The fact that you can store medical records on the blockchain. First of all, Medical records traditionally contain information about a patient's medical journey. Things like consultation summaries, treatment plans, lab exams, allergies, family history. These data are extremely sensitive and therefore require the maximum security when stored in a hospital's information system. Of course, these data are not necessarily stored in hospitals. They can be anywhere on your health pathway, with your GP, with your pharmacist, or even on apps in your phone. But nevertheless, most countries require a very strong level of security when it comes to storing and managing health data. In some parts of the world, health data can only be stored in certified servers that meet very high standards. Therefore, when I see companies claiming to store medical data on the blockchain, I become quite suspicious of how well they know the health industry. For one, there is no necessity to copy medical data that lies in a safe environment in order to duplicate it on a bunch of different nodes that make a blockchain. Not only there is no need to do that, but you might expose the data in the process and create breaches. And I'm not even talking about the scalability and performance problems you might face if you want to pour entire medical records on a blockchain. However, although there is no need to store data on the blockchain, that doesn't mean that there is no need to use a blockchain to manage health data. In recent years, there has been quite extensive research in the use of blockchain to manage access to health data. The idea is the following. There are situations in which patients need to give their consent when their health data are used outside of the scope for which it was collected. Usually, health data are collected when a healthcare professional provides care to a patient. But once these data are collected, Researchers, for instance, might want to use it in order to better understand a disease in a population. That's when a patient might need to give his consent for this new use of his health data. In order to ensure the integrity of these consents and to facilitate their management, blockchain-based smart contracts can be used. The smart contract only lives on the blockchain and the blockchain only records the transactions that are made. The data itself stays off-chain in secure servers 
just as it should. This is where I would like to talk about another huge misconception when it comes to health data. I read recently about a company that was claiming that they are empowering patients to have full control over their health data and only make it accessible to whoever they want. Although it sounds very nice to think of patients fully in control of their health data, in practice, it makes absolutely no sense. This is something that we cover extensively in the book I co-authored with Dissa Lee Chun, entitled Digital Health and Patient Data, Empowering Patients in the Healthcare Ecosystem, published by Routledge, Taylor & Francis Group. Let's pretend for a second that patients do have full control over their health data, just like the company was claiming. First, that would mean that all their health data is stored in one place, or that patients can control all the data sources where their health data is stored. That, for starters, is not possible today. So, that means that patients don't have control over their whole data they probably have control over the data that the company's platform holds. And how did that data end up on the company's platform, you may ask? Certainly through integration with data-collecting apps on the phone or through connections with hospital information systems. Second of all, let's imagine what happens if patients do have full control over their health data. All of it, from everywhere it can be found in the world. Do you know how often a patient's information is used daily? Let me give you an idea. The patient's data is first collecting during a consultation. The doctor uses that data to make decisions about the diagnosis or treatment plans. Depending on the product that is prescribed, the pharmacist might also have to take a look at the data to make sure that the medicine can safely be delivered to the patient. Data is then encoded and sent to payers that will cover the expenses depending on what you had. Your anonymized data may afterwards be used by regulatory authorities to evaluate the efficiency of the medication you were prescribed. That same data can be used by researchers who work on your disease or by the government to manage public health policies. It can be used by startups to train AI algorithms and back in the hospital by doctors for their personal research. There are endless ways your health data can be used on a daily basis. I can promise you, you would go nuts if you had to give your consent each time someone needs to use your identifiable and anonymized data. This is absolutely not viable. Last but not least, This company starts with the assumption that patients want to have control over their entire medical records. Well, research shows that this is not entirely correct. First, patients feel very comfortable sharing their data with their doctors and their hospital to receive care. Second, the main motivation behind the willingness to share data for medical research and care is the feeling of contributing to the common good. For patients in particular, data altruism is essential to improve health outcomes and care for their peers and for generations to come, 
just as they have themselves benefited from the patients that came before them. That means that patients are very open to their data being used for biomedical research and have no interest in strongly controlling its use. However, it is true that patients do not feel very comfortable sharing their identifiable information because they fear it might be used against them. That is where stronger control over their health data is important, not when it comes to medical care and research. I could go on about this topic for ages because I find it fascinating how some companies think they know what patients need today when in fact they have never researched it. So don't be fooled by all these projects that claim to store medical records on the blockchain and give patients ownership of their health data. Most of them have no practical application in our current health systems. No matter how nice the idea might sound, making it reality is just as important. I hope today's episode was useful. As always, I'll see you soon for another Web3 adventure in healthcare. <laughs>